Hi, I'm Scott. And I'm Katie. Each week, Katie and I will discuss the contemporary young adult literature that speaks to our hearts and minds. Scott and I will be coming together between the bookends to discuss how these books have impacted us and how they have the potential to reach our students, children, and even some adult readers, because that's novel reading. So get comfy in your favorite reading spot and join us to discuss some amazing books. Well, Scott, are you ready for our next book? I think we've chosen the perfect book to talk about next. Hey, Scott. Hey, Katie. How are you? I am good. We are a couple weeks into our summer break, and I'm so excited this week. We are going to do the month of July and do a little bit about beach reads. Which uh, we talked about uh, summer reading last week, so I think this is a really good partnership with that and talking about some of those books you can knock off your list over the summer. Yeah, so thank you guys so much for last week's episode. If you haven't checked it out, We talked about the importance of summer reading. Scott and I were able to share some of our personal experiences with summer reading as students. And then we kind of shared a little bit about why we should be doing summer reading and how we can kind of reframe it to be more of a positive experience for many of our students. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, check it out. But this week, we did decide to do a theme of beach reads in July, and we wanted to choose books that had a little bit of summer and were maybe a little bit more uplifting. And Scott's going to tell us a little bit about our books for this week. Yeah, so this episode is, and when we talked about uplifting, here it goes, books that pull at your heartstrings. Yeah. And so we're talking about two graphic novels today by Jared Krasowska, which are Hey Kiddo, which was written in 2018, written and illustrated, and uh, Sunshine, which was written and illustrated and released in 2023. Both books have um, some pretty heavy themes, and I'll give you a quick plot overview, and then Katie's going to talk about some of the accolades these books have earned. So Hey Kiddo follows Jared Krasowska's life uh, growing up with his grandparents because his mother had an addiction. Um, and so he lived with his grandparents and was raised by them. And he talks about sort of the trials and tribulations of that family unit and also coming of age and all the things that, you know, normal day to day. I won't say normal. That's not a good word to use, but like any teenager might go through, might go through in their lifetime sort of balancing those two worlds and um, what he learned from that experience and how things like drawing were really important to help him um, keep his mental health and his community and things like that. And so that's a very broad overview of Hey Kiddo. Within Hey Kiddo, there's another book that that spun off, which is Sunshine. Um, And there's some callbacks in Sunshine to elements of Hey Kiddo. But Sunshine is about Jared and his classmates um, volunteering to uh, be camp counselors at a camp sunshine, which is a camp for uh, children with illnesses, some terminal, some not. And uh, his time spent there, the relationships he made in that book, as you can imagine, is a very emotional book. So um, while this may be a quote unquote within the beach read month, definitely if you are like me or like Katie, I texted Katie when I was reading this book and I was like warning you right now, you're going to cry. Um, bring some tissues. Sure enough, I did. Wear really. <laughs> <laughs> yep, or or wear a nice like brimmed hat that has the shadow over your face if you're on the beach, um, because it does get very emotional. And so there is a lot of heavy content in both these books. So just certainly as an adult, read them over, see if it's right for your audience. Katie's going to talk about what audience it's meant for. But if it's something that maybe your child or your students you don't think are ready for, don't have them read it yet. Um, something you can recommend to them for later, but definitely as an adult, read these books. It's great. And, and students as well, if they're ready for it. So Katie, bringing us into some of the accolades this book has earned and, and the audiences it's really aimed at. Yeah. So I discovered Hey Kiddo through Yalsa, which is the Young Adult Library Services Association. And Hey Kiddo was getting a lot of buzz in 2018. It was a National Book Award finalist. 
It was, uh, was one of the finalists for the uh, Young Adult Library Services, Services Association Nonfiction Award. It is a graphic memoir, which we've done another graphic memoir with Button Pusher by Tyler Page. And um, this was the first graphic novel memoir I had ever read. And it was getting so much buzz, you know, on social media and in, you know, all the teacher communities. I knew that I wanted to pick it up and read it. And because it, when a book wins a lot of awards like that, especially when a young adult book is being recognized by the National Book Award as the National Book Award finalist, there's bound to be something really special about this book. And Hey Kiddo was a book that pulled at our heartstrings. It was a really tough read. I actually went back and forth in my head about whether or not I should have this book in my classroom because it is a really tough read. But I knew that I was going to have A, students who are ready for it, B, students who would enjoy it, and then C, students who would need it. Because, you know, there is a concept of family. You know, Scott and I were talking about how family looks very different. And Jarrett does a great job in these books of showing how, you know, family is what you make it. And both, I would say in both books, right, Scott? Like both books kind of do that. Absolutely. So, and then I recently discovered, so when Scott and I were talking about these books, you know, they're graphic novels, which to me is like, you have to have the book in front of you and looking at it. But then Scott, you were, you said to me, oh no, I'm listening to them. I was like, what? Yeah, and I listened to the podcast. I just put the podcast. I'm sorry, I listened to the books and your <laughs> audiobook, which Katie had also this one of these books won an award for yes. audiobook. So Hey Kiddo won an audio award, which is um a, a book for the best audiobooks for young adults. So it's just so funny because I in my head I had like a I guess you could call it a bias. I was like, I didn't even know that graphic novels could be audiobooks. Like it, that was not even something that crossed my radar. And I'm so excited that Scott, you've pushed me in this because you and I had two very different experiences from the book because I read like the classic, I'm going to read the panels, I'm going to read the graphic novel, but you listened to it. So can you talk to us a little yeah. bit about your experience with these audiobooks? Absolutely. So I think the great thing is right before we hit record on this, Katie started showing me some of the pictures in the book that brought to life really what I had listened to. The great thing about the the, the audiobook portion of this is that it was fully voice acted. In fact, Jer Krasowski himself um, was the narrator for the story for both stories and did the voices when he got older, you know, as an older teenager. <clears throat> but they bring a lot of elements in, a lot of audio elements. Like if they talk about music, they bring in some of the music, obviously, in a way that's uh, avoiding copyright issues. I was Katie and I were talking about at the end of um, Sunshine. There's a very, very famous song um, that they mentioned. But it was cool to listen to because a lot of the audio clips brought me back to sort of the 90s. They had like clips from Sonic the Hedgehog and clips from uh like tv at the time like they they mentioned like wheel of fortune and things like that and so as an 80s to 90s kid there was a lot of nostalgia for me but the voice acting i think made it for me even something more emotionally relatable at times because you're hearing the voices in fact his son does one of the voices for, mm. for sunshine which i'm sure was really really meaningful for him in so many ways and the fact that you're hearing the story unfold and it's giving you a mental image of what's going on. When Katie started showing me the pictures, I was like, oh, this is sort of what I was imagining as I was listening to it. It was a really, really well composed audiobook. And I know when we talked about Game Changer and we talked about how much an audiobook can bring alive a story. I was really, really moved by how this book was put together down to like audio interludes between chapters and just really, really great bits. And so it was a it was a great it was a cool experience. I really actually enjoyed listening to it. So I think that's one thing that we definitely wanted to mention in this week's podcast is, you know, 
don't discount audiobooks for graphic novels because, you know, I was really, it was so interesting to me to hear Scott's experience because mine was just, it was different because I'm reading it in a different modality, but that doesn't change the way we experience the story and the way we're talking about the story. So, and I know we talked about a couple weeks ago with our friend Jen Lemby Leonard, you know, does, do audiobooks count as reading? And they do. And so, you know, see if those audiobooks are available. Try something. If you haven't already, you know, try a different audiobook, maybe a graphic novel audiobook like Hey Kiddo and Sunshine are, are the perfect way to kind of get your feet wet with that. I know I kind of want to go back and, and reread Hey Kiddo and listen to it this time because, you know, I read it a couple years ago, but it's one of those books that stuck with me because of the themes and the difficulties that Jared talks about. And I just love books that, you know, are a different genre, right? Like a graphic novel memoir, I think is just a really amazing concept that a lot of authors are doing right now. And I really appreciate the fact um, that Jared decided to do that for us with Hey Kiddo. And I'm so excited that he just came out with this book, Sunshine. Yeah. And I think that it, it really does uh, talk about several themes that are very difficult, but themes that I think, as you were saying, Katie, some kids need these books because maybe they're going through something similar or the same. And and we talked about how important representation is. And so when you see someone's story that mirrors your own or is close to your own, I think you feel not so alone. You feel validated. You feel listened to, empathized with. And I think that's really if I were to take a guess at sort of part of, you know, Katie and I were talking about, like, what did this book mean to him? I think this was his way of processing through his own childhood as well. The um, Hey Kiddo and Sunshine really processing through both events Um and the neat thing with both books is the epilogue for both books um, really brings to life the contextualization of these books in his life and the mm. lasting impact, mm -hmm. uh, which I thought was a really nice touch. Yeah. And I found incredibly interesting. So I loved Hey Kiddo a couple of years ago and when I saw that he wrote another book. I knew I wanted to read it this summer. And I it was one that I recommended to Scott very early on is like, I think we should talk about these. A, we've really enjoyed talked about talking about graphic novels on this podcast, but you know, when you're talking about books that have just come out, you know, especially by authors that, you know, like that's a great way for you to find books for summer reading and sunshine was very different from Hey Kiddo. I don't know if you agree, Scott, in the sense that Hey Kiddo was a very broad part of his life and yeah. sunshine zeroed in on a really impactful experience. And when we're asking students to write memoirs or write, you know, realistic fiction stories, whatever it is, and they're using a part of their lives it's a really great model for them of like, hey, here's someone who wrote about their whole life in one section, but then zeroed in and zoomed in on this one experience that was extremely mm -hmm. impactful to him as a person. And that had callbacks to, I mean, within Sunshine, you hear pieces of Hey Kiddo because it's at his, you know, senior year of high school. So you hear some interplay and having listened to one and then immediately listening to the other, you got that interplay between the two pieces. And I love, like you said, Katie, he went like this. He, I'm, I'm holding my hands up since you're listening to this. Hey, this is an official podcast. So talk about listening to audiobooks. Um, he went really, really wide with his uh, Hey Kiddo book and then really took a, a chunk of that and blew it up into this other book. And I think you're absolutely right, Katie. Like kids can look at their the longitudinal view of their life and say, what is an, an event or a, a series of short, like short chronological events that really meant something? And so... Um, and the thing is, is both books have a lot of similar themes. Katie, mm -hmm. you started talking about family is what you make it. And Hey Kiddo, living with his grandparents, dealing with a mother who has an addiction, a father who is absent for a very long time. Um, 
is, you know, it really shows the community he made around him Mm -hmm. and how wonderful they were to him and helped him grow as a person. And in Sunshine, it's that community is a different community, but it's also really impactful. You have the campers with illnesses and you have the fellow counselors and teachers and um, that make that community with them as well. So, Katie, you know, I'm sure you saw those elements of family is sort of what you make it as well in those two books. 100%. And I think it was super interesting in Sunshine how Jarrett explained his experiences to the campers. You know, he was very open and honest about what his family life was like. And I think one of the campers was like, oh, you live with your grandparents? That's so weird. And he's like, well, my mom and dad are not around. And he was just very open and honest about that. And then it that changed the campers, you know, experience, right? It changed their outlook on the fact that family does look different for everybody. And these kids are coming to this camp because they have significant illnesses. What I loved most is I didn't know this, but um, this is one of the camps. Camp Sunshine has the whole family come. So it's not just the child who is sick. It's also their siblings, their parents. So it's a full camp experience. So Jared isn't part of a teen group where some of the teens are ill, but then some of the teens in this group also have siblings who are ill who are at the camp. So you have this, you know, myriad of experiences. And then Jarrett and the counselors also share their own life experiences as well, which I think was super important to helping the campers have a little bit of a wider view of, of what family is and how it functions within, you know, their lives. Right. And also having listened to Jarrett and his experiences, I think the kids who's Difficulties are often very visual because you have uh, you have kids who have ports put in for chemotherapy. You have breathing mm-hmm. tubes, things like that. Jared's uh, struggles in life are very non-visible unless you listen to him. And I think at one point a kid even when Jared kind of explains his what his situation is like, wow, that's pretty heavy. Here Jared is sitting with this kid who has a pretty severe illness and may or may not mm-hmm. live. And there's that sort of co-empathy. And I think. Going deeper into that, I think what this kids really, I keep calling them students, but I guess they are, yeah, students. But what the kids I think really appreciated, Katie, was the fact that they were in a place with others that didn't Mm. look upon them with pity. Actually, one person said, when I Mm -hmm. go back into the world, people look at me like with sad eyes and with pity. And I appreciate here that I'm just allowed to be a kid. Like, so I have a couple of extra Mm -hmm. things here and there to deal with, or visually you can see what my illness is. But I can just be a kid and do kid things. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the things I loved the most about, you know, there are these moments where Jarrett and these other high school seniors are reflecting on their experiences. And they say, like, no one's really going to understand what we went through because it changed their outlook on life. And they did talk about the fact that it was so nice that for that week they were there, those kids did do arts and crafts. They had accommodations for kids to be able to climb a rock wall and to go on to, you know, rowboats and paddle boats and all of those things like Mm -hmm. they were able to do that for them and but just allowing them to be kids for a week is just an incredible experience and one of the counselors i think at the very end of the story scott you know talks about you know they say this is really hard how do people come back year after year and one of the counselors was like i had a terminal illness when i was young and i come back because i know how important it is to be visible, to show, you know, my own love for all these campers. And that in and of itself is an incredible uh, thing for students to read, to see that in Jared's experience. Yeah. And to really think about how do I take some adversity that I might be going through and use that to help other people, especially if there was a positive outcome to that adversity or not. I mean, there is, uh, I won't say too much, but there's a poem at the end of Sunshine that really zeroes in on one experience from one child um and i think that in it 
in and of itself is uh, a really impactful piece of the story that has has uh, ripple effects, even if it's not directly coming from trying to get around the ending as much as I can. Even if it's not directly yeah, coming right. from that child, but it. I think the warmest part for me was again, you know, and I'm sure that everyone kind of walks into a situation like this in, in a camp sunshine is that. You see students who are ailing, who have breathing tubes, who have physical disabilities because of their illness. And and you look upon them with what, you know, like with kid gloves and you just want to kind of handle them with all of the fragile nature of them. But these kids, like there are so many moments in this book where kids are kids. Like there's one kid who Mm -hmm. farts really loudly and they're like, that's disgusting. And and you like (laughs) laugh because you're like, that's a kid thing. Or they have conflicts and they're like, Mm -hmm. oh, he's being a butthead and he stole, you know, like kid moments that take you out of the fact that they're ill and just mm-hmm. give you the fact that they're kids and even bridging backwards to hey kiddo like the fact that Jared did have a lot of family instability with his mother but he's still a kid like he has his best friend that lives next door and they play video games and they you know they uh when they're older they go to parties and I mean they just he has all of these experiences that uh, remind you that he's a coming of age child and and just because there's a lot of adversity in his life doesn't mean that that stops that they now Mm -hmm. won't have these formative experiences in many situations so i thought that was a really nice message is both these books show kids being kids despite the fact that there's this backdrop of adversity or really difficult situations one of the other things kind of along those lines you know thinking about why this book is needed in classrooms and why kids should read it it really shows how someone was able to use their passion to get through that adversity and that trauma and turn it into these beautifully drawn memoirs and you know, you have students, you know, not to say that it's downplayed in school, but a lot of times we focus so much on academics, you know, the core academics. But here we have someone who in Hey Kiddo, it was very clear that he was passionate about drawing and that passion helped him to grapple with the trauma that he was experiencing. Mm -hmm. And in Sunshine, we see him using those drawings to make connections with these campers who are struggling to kind of fit in in a situation that's difficult for them. You know, there's one point where he draws like pictures of each of the kids and kids are, you know, can you draw me? Can you draw me? And he connects with one of them by drawing a picture of Batman because that's his favorite character from a movie, you know, like, but it just shows kids that, you know, you can take a passion like that and turn it into something. And I, I love it when we have examples like that for students, because yes, the messages and the stories are so important about the storyline itself, but also just the fact that he is an artist who is using his art to spe- spread incredible messages. And he's leaning into that passion despite, and two passions, service to others and also drawing and artistry. And I know that in Hey Kiddo, there's a point where um, Jared, Jared wants to go to RISD or the Rhode Island School of Design. And his grandmother's like, well, these aren't very good. These drawings you're doing aren't very good. And I, and I get it. Like, I think parents or parent figures or guardians look at their children. I remember when I was going to college, I wanted to go for drama. And my parents were like, absolutely not. It's not happening. Um, but he leaned into it. He, he was like, I'm, and even when he was going off to Camp Sunshine, grandmother's like, that's really depressing. Why would you do that? Why mm-hmm. would you do this to yourself? You know, it's blah, blah, blah. But he leaned in and he, in both situations, in both his artistry and in his service to others, he leaned in to really make people's lives better around him in the small ways and in the large ways. I think he probably saw them as very micro ways of help. But I mean, the, the impact 
he had on the kids and the impact he had on his own life and kids, obviously, to this day with his books um, was really great. But I, I did laugh both times at the grandmother was like, don't do this and don't do this. And he did both <laughs> those things and both had positive outcomes. Yeah, I did love the very beginning of the book. So Sunshine kind of starts off with the grandmother kind of being very optimistic about uh, or sorry, uh, pessimistic, sorry, not optimistic, pessimistic about him taking on this experience. And what was super interesting is that I guess the way his high school did this is every year they would ask for volunteers from his high school to go to this camp. But there was a lottery and it was a really big deal for you to be able to be chosen. I think it was only six and they had number a number of applicants. Right, Scott? Yeah. You know, a lot of people yep. apply, but it was only six kids. And Jarrett talks about in the very beginning, we're all from very different backgrounds. You know, we all come from different social groups. But when they went there and had this experience, they talk about at the end, you know, I'm not giving too much away, but they talk about how that experience changed them. And you can understand if you Mm -hmm. if you've had those life changing experiences, you know, if you've done something like camp counseling or even dealing with something as heavy as as mentoring a child with a terminal illness, you know, you can definitely empathize and understand how Jarrett zoomed in on this one experience and really created a beautiful story about it that is going to send incredible messages to so many audiences, right? This is not, I think you and I would agree, Scott, this is not just a book for middle schoolers and high schoolers. This is a book that anybody could read and enjoy and love and learn from. And one of the most beautiful lines I was saying to Katie at the, at at the end it doesn't give anything away, but um, one of the adult chaperones says, let me just make sure I get this quote, right? When you do service for others, sometimes the math doesn't add up. And I think sometimes we look at a service as it can't be a zero sum game. Like there's got to be something that we get out of it. But sometimes you give a lot and it's very taxing on you. I mean, imagine being a counselor for students or children with terminal illnesses. That's going to take an incredible emotional toll. In fact, there are some of the folks that um, spin out from these experiences and say, I don't know if I can do this again. In fact, mm-hmm. that does happen with one of the volunteers. And say, I don't think this is for me. And then there are some that are just so transformed in such ways that they want to continue that service. that They keep going. And when they talked about coming back from camp, Katie, and they talked about how transformed they were, nothing was the same for them on a very different plane, but a very similar theme. The idea of reverse culture shock. I thought mm. about like coming back from living abroad and you create that community of people who were there And people who weren't there have to hear you talk about it all the time and they don't Mm -hmm. quite get it. And so you then build a smaller community and they and, you know, they build that smaller community of the counselors that volunteered because the experience was so transformative and so big for them. I think that was that was beautiful. And like you said, they came from every walk of life in that school and they probably wouldn't have hung out otherwise. Mm -hmm. But they build this this beautiful group. But I think it also models for students, you know, there are going to be experiences and things that are offered for you in school. And if you're not even that sure about them, like do it, just try it and see what happens. Because I think that we can learn so much from those transformative experiences, especially when those experiences are in service to others. And I think Jarrett is a great model for students to see how you can step outside your comfort zone to learn about yourself, to learn about others. But I would even argue to like learn about life and humanity because these books at their core are about the things that we are all going to experience, like life and death, and how we yep. can live every day to its fullest um, and make sure that we're doing the work that will help other people. And I think that was just so, I mean, Jared ta- Jared's still doing work for others. I mean, to mm-hmm. this day, I think even the act of writing these books and publishing mm-hmm. them and drawing these books rather, um, and publishing them is helping so many folks. And I think it 
it really acts again as somewhere that you have this uh, emotional connection. I mean, especially Sunshine, there was a real emotional connection there. I mean, mm-hmm. Katie sent me a picture post reading that book. And I, if I had sent her the same picture at the same time, it would have looked the same way. <laughs> it was like my current emotional state. I finished reading it and my husband and I were sitting on the couch. It was like a rainy day outside. And I'm like sobbing, like red faced. And he was like, are you OK? I was like, the end of this book. It was just, Scott warned me, but I don't think I was prepared. And I was just like sobbing, but it's just, it really is. Both books are books that pull your heartstrings. Like this was an easy title for us to come up with because both of us were so emotional. And I'm kind of glad that Scott warned me because if I had gone into it blind, I think it would have been much more of an emotional experience. Which I had to. Yeah. I had to go into this. You were the guinea pig there, Scott. It was, I, I mean, I have to tell you, though, it was like I felt just drained at the end. And I, again, I'm not trying to say, obviously, my experience is so burdensome, but it was like there was this beautiful, especially with the audiobook, mm. you hear the emotion because Ugh. Jared actually is the, as I said, he's the narrator. So you hear the emotion in him and you even more connect in with the the real struggle that he had um, and just in volunteering for students who have, or again, kids, sorry, students and kids who have these illnesses, it just, at the end, I sent Katie the meme of Will Ferrell in the, like, the vibrating easy chair, drinking the glass of wine and sobbing. And I was like, <laughs> this is me right now. Yeah. This is me right now. But it, it honestly, I'd recommend this book to everyone. It was 100%. incredible. It is one of those books, too, I think that is so needed. That, you know, I do think that books are meant to, we did an episode about books that push your thinking. This is one of those books that push your thinking that help you to understand empathy. It helps you to understand gratitude. Mm -hmm. It helps you to understand that we should be in service to others in any way that we can. And I just love that Jarrett wrote this book because it's a great example of everything that I think we should learn in life. And so I'm really appreciative to have this book. I'm so excited to talk to my students about it. I recommended it for summer reading. I told my students I was going to read it. So I'm excited to come back to school and kind of share that book with them. And to the service, not only that Jarrett and his fellow classmates give to those kids, but the service that those kids give to those Mm -hmm. older kids Mm -hmm. in that we're still children. We still want to have these experiences. We want to be looked at as kids and and experience what kids experience. And I think the beautiful thing that that camp did, as you said, Katie, is make sure to remove any barriers mm-hmm. for that to happen. In the in the very beginning, I think his name is Gary, sort of the head counselor, the one who had mentioned his, his own battle with cancer and said, our job as counselors is to remove any barrier that will disallow for these kids to have a good time mm-hmm. and to really forget what life is because... Toward the end of their week, the kids are like, I'm sad because I have to go back to a world where I'm surrounded by doctors. I'm surrounded by, you know, pitiful looks and things like that. And I just really enjoyed being who I am Mm -hmm. for the week without the tubes, without the illness, without the appointments and the good and the bad news. And so I think to those kids who um, gave service to those counselors by just showing and saying what they want, I think we sometimes look at people with illnesses and disabilities from afar and go, Oh, you know, feel really bad for them. And I don't want to, but then for those kids to be like, no, no, no. Like we're kids treat us like kids. Cause we're kids. Like mm-hmm. we want to do kids things like roasting marshmallows and climbing, climbing walls and going out on boats and yeah. all that fun stuff. And so you really learn when you give, I think I, this book taught me that when you are in service to others, others are in service to you and that mm. they transform who you are and how you look at things. Amazing. I love that. And that's, a great lesson for everyone to learn and especially for middle school. I think it's a great, 
lesson for them to learn in middle school. Thank you for the beautiful stories, Jared, and to the to the children involved. Thank you for your beautiful mm-hmm. stories. And many of them he you know mentions do go on to be in service to others mm-hmm. as well. And I think that's just such a, a wonderful thing to to pay it forward as you as as it were. But I'm like sitting here taking a deep breath. I'm like, oh my God, this book was yeah. so emotional. And so was Hey Kiddo. I mean, both just emotional Fantastic. reads. So. Beach reads, sure, but beach reads with some tissues. Please. Yes. Make sure you have your tissues for this one. You know, and even if you're a person that steers away from sad books, don't steer away from this book. These books, they're fantastic. Definitely pick them up. Go to your local library, find them, you know, and you've got two different readers who are recommending them in different modes. So listen to them as an audiobook or read the actual graphic novel. Both of us really enjoyed these stories, no matter how we read it. Exactly. So support your local libraries. Go grab this. Go grab it an audiobook. Go grab it in visual book. All the good stuff. So moving on from this, Katie, yes. what are we talking about next? So we are doing one more novel short and one more beach read for the month of July. And our next novel short is going to talk about uh, Disability Disability Pride Month. Um, So July is Disability Pride Month. And we are just going to talk about, we did this similarly um, when we talked about Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month. We're just going to recommend a ton of books that relate to disability pride. And we're going to talk a lot about, um, you know, our own experiences as teachers with disability pride and We're really excited to recommend a multitude of books for you to read in the month of July to maybe fill out some of your summer reading. Excellent. So we look forward to having you again with us next week. Continue to enjoy your summer reading list, knock off some of those books, and hopefully Hey Kiddo and Sunshine are two that are on that list. Yes. So take care, everybody, and we hope you're enjoying your summer reading. Thank you for joining us for this episode of That's Novel Reading. That's Novel Reading is produced by Scott Silver Benito and Katie Durkin. Our sound engineer is Scott, and social media director is me, Katie. You can follow and listen to us on all major podcasting platforms. And connect to us through Instagram at That's Novel Reading, Twitter at Novel Reads Pods, or email us at That's Novel Reading at gmail.com. Catch you next time.